Hi everyone, my name is Kobe Warner. This is Koblizzi. Welcome or welcome back to the show. I am so happy to be here as per usual and we're going to get started as per usual with the song of the week. Y'all know I love to say as per usual. Um, The Princess Diana remix with Nicki Minaj, Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj is fire. Bitches is ass if we keeping it crack. Like it's fire. Like Nikki just tore. Nikki rode to be. It's just great. And Ice Spice is signed into Nicki Minaj's record label that Nicki Minaj just announced. So, or partnering with the label. I don't know. I'm. I didn't really read about that. I just saw like the headline on the Pop Crave, <laughs> on Twitter. Um. So I don't really. I don't even know what it's called. Let me see. Let me see. Y'all, I'm seeing Taylor Swift and Chloe in, like, two weeks, and I don't have outfits for either one. Stressed about that. <laughs> like, literally, like, what am I going to wear? I cannot find the name of Nikki record label. Bitches is ass if we keep it crap. Kelly Clarkson put out two singles um, in anticipation of her new divorce record. I'm very excited for that. Y'all know I love sad music. Um... I'm trying to figure out the name of Nicki Minaj's record label. Bitches is asked if we keeping it crack. I'm like, she just ate that. <laughs> she ate. Um, and I already like Princess Diana. I actually really liked Ice Spice. Um, some of my friends in Boston really liked Ice Spice, and they kind of put me on. And I'm like, Ice Spice eats. And so I'm happy for this Nicki Minaj remix. Oh, because have I talked about... Red Ruby the Sleaze. I love that song, too. I don't even know if I've mentioned that on the podcast. But that one ease, too. Brat, brat, brat. Like, uh, we don't be caring. Like, da, na, 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 na. Like, she ate. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, back to the the list. I can't find the name of the record label. But Nicki Minaj announced a record label. I Spice partnered with it. This episode has already started in utter chaos. <laughs> So, Chloe put out her record. I talked about it last week or the week before. A week before, I think. And it didn't do that well in sales. Um, and it's not a bad album. It's just, I don't know. I think people were really bothered about her Chris Brown collaboration. And even though the song's good. And I just think, I don't know. People have a hard time getting behind Chloe for some reason. They always hate on her on the internet. Um, I don't know. The album was not that bad. Um, I actually think it was pretty good. I think it was a, a strong debut. I think people are holding her to ridiculously high standards because of who she, you know, who's in her circle. But she is a brand new solo artist, and it's hard to, like, you know, forage your path when you don't know exactly what you're going to be. And when people are hating on you all the time, people are always up our ass about something. The Chris Brown collaboration, but they always up her ass about ridiculous stuff. Um, and so, anyway, I'm very excited to see her in concert. And I'm sad that her album's not doing that great in numbers, but she don't seem to give a fuck. I saw a video of her from a concert the other night, and she was like, kiss my black ass. And I was like, period. Okay, girl. <laughs> I'll kiss it. <laughs> you know? Um... So I just wanted to mention that she was on the Drew Barrymore show. And Drew Barrymore, uh, did, who does she replace? I don't know if she replaced any. I'm pretty sure Jennifer Hudson was who replaced Ellen. Sherry Shepard is who replaced Wendy Williams. I don't know who Drew Barrymore was replacing. Maybe they were just giving her a show. I really don't know um, how Drew Barrymore's talk show came to fruition. 
but she is really great at it and she has this super she wears her heart on her sleeve and she's really like um expresses sensitivity towards people's emotions towards their feelings towards their stories she's super compassionate she's obviously listening she's focused on facilitating a conversation rather than just like creating a moment or trying to make a joke she really digs deep with people i think that's why people feel comfortable opening up to her and so she's you can find many examples of this she sits on the floor in front of people she'll sit on the floor with people she'll crawl up to people on the couch she's so funny but she just like she says she feels safe on the uh safer on the floor she also uh did this segment talking about how she doesn't like overhead lighting and i don't either and i hate it and my mom like i always be like mom there's too many lights on and she always thinks i'm weird for that but then drew drew Barrymore talked about it on her show, so I'm not alone. There are people who don't like overhead lights. There's a overhead light, not a fan community. <laughs> that was so witty, Kobe. It was a really great joke. I'm double fisting water and LaCroix, which is technically water, too. Um, anyway, so I just wanted to mention that Chloe went on Drew Barrymore's show, and uh, Drew Barrymore was so kind to her, and I just really liked watching the interview. Because I feel like Chloe experiences a lot of scrutiny from uh, like social media and the media. And so it was nice to see somebody be so kind and compassionate towards her in an interview. That's all. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about is a little random. But I feel like because I always talk about movies and TV shows, you can follow me. So um, because I always talk about movies and TV shows, why can't I talk about a streaming service? And I'm really not even going to talk about the streaming service that much. It's more an anecdote or it's a jumping off point for a larger conversation about branding. So HBO Max is combining the HBO Max platform and Discovery Plus, the Discovery Plus platform, and into one streaming service, and they're renaming it Max. And I saw a post online that's like, it's so silly to take HBO, which is the most identifiable um, brand, or the most identifiable part of the phrase, HBO Max, what word do you know? What word's been on television for decades, you know? And so then they're taking the less identifiable word Max, and they're making that their brand. And so... I also saw another post saying, like, don't, you shouldn't make your brand something that if you Google it, it's not going to be the first thing that pops up. When you Google Max, I mean, Max Vanderpump might come up or Max Todd, whatever his last name is. I'm like, you have no idea of what's going to come up. Um, so I just feel like that's crazy. And so I want to talk about um, branding a little bit because not that I have a degree or anything, but I was talking about in my last episode how I love to change or I used, I love duh, past tense, to change usernames, and I used to make up fake last names, etc. And so, after I came up, well, I didn't come up with, after my friend Sarah helped me come up with Koblizzi in high school, and it went from being my Finsta username to my main Instagram username, and then it went from being my main Instagram username to my artist name, and then it went from being my artist name to my podcast name, and it's still my username on social media, and it is my brand. You all know me for Koblizzi. That is undeniable and a fact. And so when I started modeling, 
up until that point, I had really been going by like Koblizzy and just Kobe on social media. Not the word just, but the word Kobe, the name Kobe. I wasn't using a last name. I wasn't using a pseudonym. I mean, uh, a surname. And I wasn't using a pseudonym. I didn't have a fake name either. I was just saying just Kobe, just my first name. And so when I started modeling, I needed a last name. And I've talked about a couple of times, I really don't identify with my legal last name. And so I just started using my middle name, Warner. Well, at that time, I was thinking about how I'm going to start working under Warner. I signed with a talent agency. I'm going to start doing TV, film, commercials under Warner, um, as in Kobe Warner. And then my music is branded as Koblizzi, and it's a different entity. And so even though my brand is Koblizzi, I decided that after having my music listed under the name Koblizzi for a really long time, I wanted to change it to Kobe Warner. Now, because it is my name, it's not like it's some random ass thing that people aren't gonna like understand, but any any type of switch, you're bound to lose somebody in your audience, you know, you're bound to, somebody's gonna miss the memo, and so you have to really consider it, but I really wanted to change my artist name from Koblizzi to Kobe Warner, and so I did it through my distributor, and then I literally personally emailed all of the streaming platforms that I cared about to make sure the change got facilitated properly, all the music, all the data. Um, Spotify even moved my followers for me, which I really appreciated, my artist profile followers. And so once I made that change, I had already made this podcast, and I had already named it Koblizzi, but that's why I did it. Um, I wanted to start a podcast, and the reason I didn't name it, you know, Keeping Up With Kobe, or, you know, um, Kobe, Kobe Speaks, or how, Kobe, the, the, that's how Kobe sees it, or some shit, I don't know. Um, the reason I didn't do that, and I just named it Kobe Lizzy, was because I changed my artist name. I wanted to have Koblizzi still be a solidified, solid part of my brand, even though it's not my name. So this podcast is Koblizzi by Kobe Warner, and all of the information is included. So my music's under Kobe Warner, Koblizzi's the podcast, the podcast Koblizzi by Kobe Warner, the music's, you know, Bad Bitch by Kobe Warner, Jupiter by Kobe Warner, Aftermath by Kobe Warner. I, I can't remember the names of my own songs, but you see the point. And so... Back to HBO, to take the most identifiable, that most identifiable part of your brand, like Discovery, or like HBO, and pick the least identifiable word of the three, and go with Max, is silly, because you're abandoning, at least in my opinion, you're abandoning all of the identifiable brand information. What's Max? And it's like, everybody has a streaming service nowadays, how, who's to say that you know yours won't get lost in the sauce because of this branding change not like obviously the people that already have it might continue to keep it even though it's 11 11 make a wish i wish for prosperity and success and life and happiness for me and my friends and my family and all the people watching this podcast um what was i saying oh gosh i got distracted by the angel number um hbo max taking the most identifiable words and shedding them and picking the least identifiable word of the three max um oh i was saying it might get lost in the sauce in comparison to other streaming services because just because the people that you that have your streaming service now are going to continue to have it even when you change the name who's to say your growth in the future won't 
see a decline or see, you know, you might not see as much growth because you've changed name and people don't know the name of the streaming service. I'm just saying. And so, like, um, as a person who used to be addicted to changing names and shit, I also have to recognize that at this point, my name is Kobe Warner, period, forever, the rest of my life, done. And my music's always going to be listed that way from now on. And my Koblizzi, I mean, my podcast is always going to be named Koblizzi because those are just how I'm going to integrate those parts of my brands. Also, my usernames on social media have to stay Koblizzi because Kobe Warner isn't available. It drives me up a wall. But on TikTok and Instagram, Kobe Warner just by itself is already taken. And I would not want to like do underscores and zeros and numbers and shit. I'm not into that look. Not into that. I like the simple and the straightforward. And so that's why when I made the podcast account, I couldn't just make it Koblizzi. I had to make it Koblizzi show. Because Koblizzi's taken by me personally on Instagram and TikTok. So Koblizzi Show, that's where that came from. Anyway, I say all this to say branding is important. And you should not shed the most identifiable words from your brand for what? I don't know, aesthetic? I don't know what little intern came up with that idea. It was like, let's make it Max. Um, I think it's silly. I, I, I understand the, the liking the one word situation. I get that, Koblizzi. Um, but I just don't get that. I don't get, oh, you see that drip? Uh, choices. Like Tatiana said on Drag Race, choices. I don't get it. So, um, now I want to talk about, I've mentioned how much I don't like Elon Musk before. Like, Elon Musk is a clown. I don't like him. I did not put under eye concealer on before. Oh, it doesn't look that bad. These lights kind of wash the bags out. Um, anyway, I didn't. Oh, I don't like Elon Musk. That's all. And so when he bought Twitter for $40 billion, even though he spent $20 billion too much, according to its evaluation, and has since run it into the negative billions um, in the, the ground. So he's wasted so much money. He's so far in the hole that he's started charging for the blue check mark. <laughs> and I think it's stupid. It's like $8 or something, $6, $7. And now they're making the people who have legacy check marks not have them anymore, like people who were celebrities or et cetera. So now they're trying to make everybody pay for it, even the people who already had them, even the famous people, even the real public figures. Um, and it's like $8. And I think that was crazy. I thought that was crazy already. Heaven forbid I get on Instagram one day and they're telling me now you can get meta verified to be verified on Instagram and Facebook for free. $15 a month. I was like, oh my God. First, I was like considering it because I've always wanted a blue check mark. But then I learned that it says if you pay for it. I was like, never mind. That's corny. Um, but then I'm thinking, well, shit, if Twitter made the legacy check marks go away, then who's to say Meta won't make the legacy check marks go away and try to make everybody pay for it? And I'm like, when did capitalism get so capitalist that you have to pay to verify yourself on social media? But now anybody with 15 bucks can do it, even on Instagram. I'm like, they're not, they're definitely not trying to cut down on the spam. They're definitely not trying to cut down on the bullying and this shit. I'm like, why would you make it harder for real verified public figures to be identified when there's already enough spam on your social media platforms as it is Twitter, as it is Instagram, as it is Facebook? Those are literally the three most spam-heavy social media platforms. I'm like, next thing you know, TikTok's going to do it. 
I'm like, I hope they won't. This is ridiculous to me. But I I don't know. It's just like when you do it too, you can click on somebody's account. It'll tell you when they made their account. It'll tell you how many times they've changed their username. <laughs> For me, it'd be like 57. <laughs> um, and then it tells you like something else. I don't know. But um, I just think it's weird. That's all. I just think it's weird. Um, something else that I think is weird is that there are genuinely people in the world that think Lil Nas X is pretending to be gay. And I just don't understand why anybody thinks he would go through what he's gone through for the clout. I feel like he already had clout. Old Town Road came out when he was quote unquote straight. You know what I mean? Like he didn't, he could have just kept making his music <laughs> about bitches and hoes. You know what I mean? Uh, but he didn't. He came out and he rebranded and he's like doing half drag, damn near like twenty three four nowadays. And I'm like, okay, Lil Nas X, why would you think he's pretending to be gay? I literally love Lil Nas X. First of all, he actually is from literally like twenty minutes from where I live. I think I've mentioned that before. He's so hot. He's definitely on the wall like a million times. He's on the wall a lot over there too. Um, but anyway. Why would they think he's pretending to be gay? And I didn't think anybody believed it at first. Like, on Twitter, he'll, he'll make fun of those rumors, and, like, he pokes fun at it, and people obviously know he's joking. But then I got on Facebook, and I saw a post about it, and I took screenshots, because I'm going to read you some of the comments. They genuinely believe this shit. They were like, listen to this. <laughs> I've been thinking that for a long time, dot, 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 492 likes. To be honest, I've been thinking that the whole time, but I'm here for it, LOL. Somebody said, heard this. Somebody somebody else said, been thinking this from the beginning. Somebody else said, I can see that, ha-ha. Somebody said, he's dating my favorite dancer. They be doing all kind of stuff on his live, LOL. That's the one person that didn't believe it. And then, and then Brenda said, keep safe and may God be your God. Okay, church lady. Somebody else said, what even is this timeline? Somebody said, I thought that as well. Um, and you know who said it? Whoa, Vicky. Like, girl, what? Well, Vicky saying it? Why y'all listening to what, Alem? Y'all listening to Miss Alem? Like, girl, I like Well Vicky as much as the next uh, they them, which is, I guess, not very much. But she has this one song. What's the Cash App song? Give, so give me your fucking Cash App. Um, let me pull up. Where the bag at? I gotta have that. Got your baby daddy number in my Cash App. Get money, ho. What you mad at? You doing friend? What you sticking at? Um, do it, baby. Stick it, baby. Ew. Whoa, it's Vicky, baby. Vicky. Ride it like a henny, baby. Ride it. Swimming in the building, baby. Where the deep boys and where the scammers. Something that's fun we can handle. She kind of ate that, but I don't know why she thinks Lil Nas X is pretending to be gay. Basically, I have like three more screenshots of everybody saying same. Somebody said mission success. I'm like, you guys are so corny. Everybody believes on Facebook that he's a... a fake gay i was about to say a fae but that would make sense a fake gay he's not fake gay guys i don't think i mean maybe he is i don't know him but i'm just like that is so goofy like why can't you just let the gay black man be gay why does he have to be faking you know what i mean like just stay out of his business but he always in them straight white people mouths and the black people mouths unfortunately the straight black folks yeah they be going up about lil nas x in the church they are not fans of him ever since he was lap dancing on the devil baby um, lap dancing on the devil. <laughs> and he was the devil. He was lap dancing on himself as the devil. They are corny. Like, the cartoons doing crazier shit than this. They don't know what their kids watching, though. 
Um, the next thing I want to talk about, besides Daddy Lil Nas X, his sexy little fine ass, is hyperfixations. Like, I just in general, baby, I have hyperfixations all over the place, all the time. I hyperfixate on TV shows. I hyperfixate on food. I hyperfixate on music. I hyperfixate on hobbies. I hyperfixate on so certain celebrities. I hyperfixate on a social media platform. Like I, you can hyperfixate on anything, and I don't know which mental disorder this traces back to, but I know it's one of them. And I just will be obsessed with shit. I will, I will hit it. 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 I will quit it. And then I move on. Like, um, like, uh, for example, I love French fries for a while. I will hit it. 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 I will quit it. I love vegan gluten free, um, tacos from Del Taco. I will, I will hit it. I will hit it. I will hit it. I will quit it. You know what I mean? You get my point. I will hit it. I will hit it. Cracking myself up. So I'll do the same thing with like TV shows. Like for example, when I first I grew up Christian, and I was not really in touch with the gay shit because I was it was wrong, you know. And so, um, when I got to high school and I came out, I was so flamboyant immediately. I was in the acrylics and the heels and everything. And for some reason, I did not start watching Drag Race immediately. I don't know why when I came out in 2018, I wasn't like, let me watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Knowing me, I would have thought I would have been like that, but I wasn't. Instead, I didn't start watching Drag Race for real until 2020, baby. 2020. Now I'm an expert. I've seen every season, every U.S. season twice, at least. Um, except for season 15, because it just went off. Um, and I don't think I've rewatched season 14 yet, but I did watch season 13 again. I love me some Samal. Don't let the smooth taste fool you. But anyway, my point is, is I didn't start watching Drag Race for a minute, which is kind of surprising. But once I started watching it, I was obsessed. I watched season six and then I watched season five and then I watched season, I watched All Stars 2 and then I watched season four and then I watched All Stars 3 for Trixie. And then I just started at the beginning and I filled in the holes and I went all the way through. And up until then, I watched up until 11 and then I watched 12 live in the pandemic. And then I watched 13 live. Um, I watched All Stars 5 and 6 live. And uh, All Stars 5 was 2020. I watched that live. All Stars 6 was 2021. Watched that live. I watched season 13, 14, and 15 live. And I watched All Stars 7 live. I'll be watching All Stars 8 live when it comes out in a month. But you see my point, I didn't get on the train until late. I didn't start watching seasons live on TV until season 12. So that's kind of crazy. Um, and I've seen like some of the international ones. I've seen most of the UK. I've seen like half of the Australia. I've seen season one Australia. There's only two. Um, I've seen some of Thailand. I've seen some of Espana. Um, I haven't watched any of French. I haven't watched any of Italian. I watched some of Canada. I watched a season or two seasons of Canada. Um, but I've seen all the U.S. ones for sure, and all the All Stars is. I've seen all the U.K. versus the world, or not. I've seen all the versus the worlds, Canada and U.K. Anyway, my point is, I was obsessed with Drag Race when I learned about it, and now I'm not really in that Drag Race phase anymore. I watch the seasons when they're live on the TV, but that's it. You know, like I watch one episode a week. Um, but back in the day, I was watching that shit twenty four seven. 
now in my Housewives era, I watched the Real Housewives of Atlanta all the way through. Then I watched the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and the Potomac all the way through. Watched the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City all the way through. I got on that train because of Jen Shaw's trial. I was like, let me watch this TV show. And then I started watching um, Vanderpump Rules right before the Tom Scandaval scandal happened. Scandaval. Um, But as soon as that happened, I was like, let me catch up. So I'm on season four right now. I'm trying to get to season 10 so I can be up to date with the shit that's happening. But I like to watch stuff in order. That's one thing about me. I could not just start with season 10. Like, I got to... Actually, I did start with, like, season four or three of of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And then I watched it all the way through. And then I went back to the beginning and watched one through three. Um, but anyway, my point is I would get so obsessed with something. I watched it all the way through. In middle school, I was obsessed with Glee. Um, I was obsessed with, uh, chicken tenders before I was a a vegetarian and then subsequently a vegan. I was obsessed with bread before I was, um, I was, uh, gluten-free. And I would just have these, like, hyperfixations, whether it be food, whatever. Um, and then I would get tired of it. And I would come back to it sometimes, like, you know, bread and... Not chicken tenders, but I, I would come back to bread, but I can't eat it no more. But I will just get tired of stuff is my point. I will eat, I will get the same type of chips. I will eat eight bags in a row for a week straight. And then I won't eat them for months. And then I'll get them again and I'll eat them until I hate them. And then I'll, I don't know why I do that. And I think it's an ADHD thing. It could be something else. But I don't know. I've been obsessed with LaCroix for years. I'm not sure this is a hyperfixation. But they say online that technically sparkling water hydrates you like water. And this doesn't have any sodium in it, so it's not messing my bones up. So I think it's fine that I have a LaCroix fridge. And that's all that's in there. And that's what I drink. There's also a Brita in there with real water. But I just love sparkling water. Um, These episodes are just getting more random by the day. But I'm like, girl, something happened the other day that I wish I could tell y'all about. But I have to wait a little bit. <laughs> gotta give it some time to cool off and then i'm gonna tell y'all a juicy story but i'm thinking about bringing back some story times other than just that story that i really want to tell you there's some other good stories that i have in the past so maybe next week i'll come back with a story time and i won't just talk about random shit but i wanted to try out some like hot topics vibes um in the past couple episodes kind of just to like see who's gonna carry on wendy williams's torch So I hope you enjoyed this episode of Koblizzi. This was Koblizzi 30. Um, so please ep- listen to episodes 1 through 29 if it suits you. They're all pretty enjoyable, I would imagine. I actually don't remember a thing. <laughs> so please like this video. Comment on it if you're watching it on YouTube. If you're listening on a streaming platform or watching on Spotify, please leave some stars or a review. I would really appreciate that. And I would really love if you'd go to my link trees, koblizzy.com, to see all the places you can listen to the podcast, all the places you can follow me. You can see my modeling portfolio. You can send me an email. Baby, there's endless options. So I hope you have a beautiful week. I will see you next time. This was fun, but that was it. Goodbye.